Welcome to Superior Mind Body Health Podcast. I am your host, Monica Banach, an advanced practice nurse and a certified health coach. Welcome, Jason Goodsell, my guest today. How are you doing? Very well, thanks, Monica. How are you doing? Good, thank you. Uh, Jason is tuning in from UK, so we're about... I think we're about six hours difference. Yeah, I think Calculated. so. Yeah, I think six hours difference. Uh, I'm in the northeast of England. So I just, I'll just introduce myself, anyways. Yeah. Uh, my name's Jason, Jason Gutzel, uh, aka the Fasting Coach on Instagram. Uh, and I'm from the northeast of England. I've always, for as long as I can remember, I've had a passion for health, well being, fitness all around. Um, I'm also a calisthenics athlete, so I train and compete in calisthenics. Um, and yeah, I got into fasting probably around 12 years ago now. And it was just, I was very, as I said, I'm interested in health, well-being, fitness. Um, back then I was just into the, like, I've been into the gym and fitness for a lot of years. And I would read up on, on anything, on diet and different ways of exercise and all different sorts of things. And then... Uh, it was actually a health coach who's local to me. He's uh, uh, about half an hour away from me uh, in the next town over. He's he, he he mentioned something about fasting many years ago, and it was very new to me because I was like, I, I knew what fasting was, but I thought it was just done in, in religions and stuff. And then mm-hmm. uh, when he started talking about it, and then I seen how, how like, I, I value his, his I, I value, like... Um, his opinion his opinion and everything and his expertise in other areas of nutrition and the gym and stuff. And I was just like, well, I'm not one to just say it. No, you can't do that. It doesn't work. Or I'm, I'm, I'm quite open. I'm open for trying things and understanding that there's more than one way to do things. Um, but back then I was very much in the mindset that you need to eat every two or three hours. You want to keep your metabolism going. I don't want to burn any muscle and all these kind of things. So I literally just fasted once per week and it was for 16 hours. And it was usually on a Friday. I would go from the Friday from my last meal, uh, till, till like later on the Saturday morning after the gym. It was just once a week. And I was like, I, I was so surprised on how that made me feel, bearing in mind that I was like, obsessed with you've got to be eating every two hours you've got to be doing this um and then I, I kind of just practiced it once once a week for, for for a while actually didn't think not much of it and then when I was working uh I, I worked away for a lot of years and worked in IT but I had once I had a job a job um I was working for a company where we would um I was basically working for a cement company but they I was basically going to their sites which was like um cement plants uh quarries like very remote locations and all i would do is have to swap out um so i one computer one printer then i would be driving another four hours to the next place do the same thing again and i noticed at the time that i was kind of i was eating on the road i was just like you know stopping at fuel station having a sandwich or something. and i could just feel my, my stomach i could just feel <laughs> i was sat I was sat driving for eight hours of the day and I just feel it. It was just like kind of getting podgy and growing and I was just, I was feeling lethargic. And then I thought, I, w- I wonder what maybe I should implement some of the fasting into back into my lifestyle, but not just once a week, but actually try and do this a little bit more because I felt mm-hmm. like I was just sitting there on the road all day. And so I said, okay, I'm just going to try and skip breakfast like I usually did. 
and then um so we skip breakfast and uh, and just eat my a small small meal at like twelve o'clock, and then have my my big size meal kind of on the evening. And I felt that, that that for me when I was doing that job, just it flowed really well. I felt great, and this was the first time that I'd actually started implementing it more than like once a week. And so as I started doing that, and realised that I could still keep in shape, I could still eat enough food to to maintain my muscle mass. I preferred that way of doing things because. I didn't have to get up and make yeah, breakfast. It was just easier. Yeah. So easy. Yeah. Just get up, get ready, not thinking about it, and then uh, get to work, do my work. Before I know it, it was 12 o'clock and I'll have my first small meal. And I, I honestly, I felt like I had more energy, more focus, like mm-hmm. a lot of benefits. Um, and then. Let, let me ask you this. So, so when you started fasting like 12 years ago, were you into like bodybuilding? Were you lifting? Yeah, and doing all the, yeah, because that's very rare. Like most of the like bodybuilders, it is like a big no-no. Because I I was in that phase too, like eating literally every three hours. I would have my alarm clock set up to like eat my next meal, like five six meals a day, and so it's very unusual for you know someone that's lifting weights to be fasting. And like in a bodybuilding community, even now it's like a no-no. It it, it is, and it's. Yeah, it's just because of it's because of programming, really. Mm-hmm. Like we've been told, like since you since you were born, pretty much. You, yeah, you're told um, feed your baby every couple of hours. Make sure that wake them up for the feed. Like actually wake them up to eat or yeah. whatever. And then we go to we're being told that breakfast is the most important meal of the day, which you'll know was made up by Kellogg's. <laughs> Then we've got that, but that I only found this yeah. out like five years ago that that was me. And it's like when you get told this by your parents, where they've mm-hmm. been told by their parents, and it it only takes one one generation for something to become normal. So if you if you get told that right, it's normal to eat five six meals a day, it's normal to just wake up and you're supposed to eat your breakfast because it is the most important. And you just grow up and you just think, well, this is just the way it is. This is what everybody does, and I don't know anything else. Um, but it's actually when you think about it logically and we go back past like, I don't know, the, the let's say before the, the, the 60s to the 70s, where most people would have been fasting for 16 hours of the day because yeah, we didn't, we, you weren't having snacks. Yeah. You were, you were lucky if you ate more than twice per day, you would have been lucky. Um, if you ate three times a day, you were probably wealth, had, had a wealthy family. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of understanding really that that what you've been taught growing up isn't always exactly yeah we get conditioned our mind gets so conditioned by the society you know that's the way it is but like you're right like just looking back in the 60s or even like the world war ii world one people went to war like there wasn't always food available there was winter people had to go hunt and get food um there wasn't always you know you you didn't just go to a supermarket that was open 24 hours and just get like fresh fruit like now we have it available year round but back then if it didn't grow you couldn't you know hunt you you just didn't eat sometimes it was days before you actually had food and now the society you know again it's money driven it's a multi-billion dollar industry um even the diet industry same thing and they just feed on 
on us and what's going on now we're more and more obese overweight even the kids like kids are becoming so morbidly obese it's it's really crazy and then you're the one that's crazy because you didn't you're not eating for 16 hours (laughs) or god forbid like longer than 24 hours like if you you know, I don't even tell people that I don't, you know, go for like three days sometimes because they literally think you have lost your mind, <laughs> you know? So it's, it really is the society. So I love that you were, a, you were introduced to fasting like 12 years ago. Like I just started fasting in like 2019 and, you know, I would hear it on the internet every so often. I would see people do like OMAD or like intermittent fasting. I was like, oh my God, that's crazy. I'm going to kill my metabolism. And then as I was reading more into it, I was like, well, clearly all the food I'm eating is not making anything better for my metabolism. So I started fasting. I started losing weight and feeling better. And, um, I wish, you know, like, like you, you started like 12 years ago. That's awesome. So it wasn't starting fasting was never about weight. You were, you never had like weight issues. It was mostly for, uh, just health. And well, initially it was, um, it it was for my physique because I was, I was, I don't get me wrong. I wasn't bodybuilding in competitions or anything, but I was bodybuilding is, is in to build my body in a specific shape and Mm -hmm. get bigger and leaner. Um, and it was okay if I do this once a week, just once a week for sixteen hours. It can't have that much effect on my muscle, and maybe it can help me lose a little bit fat. And that's what it was for me. And it was also it was a kind of the it, it, a mental challenge as well, mm-hmm. because when you're so used to eating, 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 sixteen yeah. hours, sixteen hours sounds like a, a very long time. Like a very yeah. time, I don't know, sixteen hours. You're yeah. not going to have eat for sixteen. It does sound like a, a, a shock, but obviously once you get into it and understand it, okay, well, you, you sleep for eight hours of the day, then you wake up and then you only got to do another another eight hours or so. But yeah, um, I, I done it just to, I was interested. It was kind of to help with my physique. Um, it was only um, later down the line that I, when I started to do it a little bit more frequently, when I looked at the 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 other benefits of fasting like after 16 hours where you get into your mm-hmm. your autophagy and your growth hormone spike and all these different things and i think the more that you you learn about something and you kind of understand it the more you're keen to kind of try it to, to, to see if mm-hmm. you get those benefits as well and to see how it feels and for me it certainly was that it's kind of like i ended up bringing it back into my lifestyle because it, it seemed like it would fit and it's fit so well and I, I, I function so like, like phenomenally a lot miles better in every aspect yeah. since I've been fasting. Um, so now it's just like, I made the decision, probably made the decision around say seven or eight years ago that this is going to be my lifestyle for, for the rest of my life, because I've already been doing it for several years already. So I know it's sustainable. Mm-hmm. I enjoy doing it. There's tons of benefits to it. And one of the, one of the funny things was, is I've also, I've always had a, since I was very young is to have a, a, a I had a goal to, to live till I'm um, 111, weirdly, Love because it. I want <laughs> I want to live in three different centuries. And it's just a very random thing that I had from such a young age. And it's just like, it's, it's how I, I've ended up finding fasting. And like, I feel like this is going to be one of the things in my lifestyle that's going to actually help me get to that to that goal because mm-hmm. i do truly believe that i will be a, a, a 
Centurion or Centurion? Centurion, or? yeah, Centurion. Centurion, uh, I think, yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. And, you know, well, not just get to that age, but to feel good and still oh, yeah. be able to walk and, and not like be, you know, infested with diseases, you know, you know. I want to be functional. Yes. Like, Mentally, functional. yeah, me you know, well, mm -hmm, I agree. Absolutely. I, I'm the same way, you know, for me, it's not as much about weight loss anymore because I've I've reached uh, pretty much I'm close to the goal that I want to be at. But for me now, you know, being in my 40s is like I want to age backwards. I want to, you know, feel good and look good. I don't want to, you know, age like the majority of Americans or the world. You know, you look at people yeah. in their 30s and they're like, they look older than than you. And you're like, what are you, you know, but they smoke, they drink, they eat junk and that ages you. And and just eating alone 24-7 has a huge impact on aging too. That whole, you know, clock, aging clock. So I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, like, you know, if you want to do it for weight loss, it, it is a great tool for weight loss. But there's so many more benefits that weight loss is like the little tiny benefit and everything else, like the m mindset. I mean, everything with it. It's just it's it's amazing. Um, so what are currently what type of routine are you? You're, you're in the maintenance, but you you're using fasting for longevity and anti-aging and just feeling good. Like, are you utilizing any specific uh schedule fasting schedule or do you you throw in so, any longer fast or how do you what's your yeah, month? yeah. so f for me um and it all depends on uh my lifestyle i i also i always say this and i i try and teach it to people is fit fasting to fit your lifestyle and not the other yes. way around Love and, that. Mm. and lifestyle can mean uh work or family commitments it can mean training it can mean just whatever's going on in life and you've got to try and fit it in in a way that works best. Mm -hmm. um, to me, when I'm in my standard normal environment at home, in my normal kind of day-to-day -day life, I find it easy to to go all day. Uh, so when I was working like nine to five in IT, I'd, I'd get up, maybe I'd go to the gym on the morning, do a little session, go to work all day, nine to five, mm -hmm. finish at five o'clock, maybe spend an hour or two at the gym. Then I'm eating between seven and eight o'clock or between seven and nine o'clock. Uh, and I, for me, I find out, find that that's just the best way for me to, to function. And it, it falls, it, it, it's also about the routine as well. It's got to fit. So if I'm trying to do something that's just not fitting with this, it's never going to work because it's, yeah. it's too restricting. Quiet. Yeah. You're, you're yes. Restriction. Yeah. You, and you, you just hit the nail on the head there. So, I do have kind of like in my mind is like I try and do I'll go all day most days. Um, if I do get to a day where I feel like do you know what it is? Let's say I've been training hard all week. Let's say I've done all mad all week or or whatever, and then it gets to a Saturday or a Sunday, and my body just feels like do you know what it is? I think we need to eat all day or feel like we don't need to fast today. Then I will, and I I will. I don't forge out on things. I'll eat my my standard sort of food that I do eat. Um, but if I feel like I want to eat a little bit more, then I do. If I want to like have multiple meals throughout the day, if I want her, I listen to my body. But my standard is twenty to twenty two hours per day. 
Um, every seven to 10 days, I usually put in a two-day fast. And that can be, I say a two days, it can range to like anywhere from 40 hours to 48 hours, a little bit longer, just mm-hmm. depending on training and stuff. So, and then, like I say, sometimes um, I do feel like just putting a 16-hour fast in there, something quite easy. Um, or if, let's say, let's say I'm going to an event or let's say it's somebody's birthday or I'm going, let's say I'm going for a meal this evening. Generally, I'll fast all day, but instead of, because I know I'm going for this meal this evening, let's say hypothetically, um, I will get to probably two hours before I go for the food. I'll break my fast with something small, some eggs or something like that, just so that I'm not getting to the meal and I'm so hungry that I'll just kind of go, I'm just going to order everything or anything. Um, I'll also kind of, I know I'm going off a little bit here, but um, I'll also, if I'm going for a meal or something, I will check out the menu before I go and I'll kind of know what I'm already going to get. Um, but yeah, for me, uh, standardly is is 20 to 22 hours most days with the odd day off or a shorter fasting. And then every, say, every week or every every 10 days to two weeks, I throw in a prolonged fast, which can be two or three days or a little bit longer sometimes. Yeah, that's great. I I love that you mentioned the whole like fitting it into your lifestyle. You know, I can't tell and you're a fasting coach as well. I can't tell you how many clients come to me. It's like, hey, can you be my accountability coach? So I can do rolling 72s or 48s. And I'm like, I don't do that. I am not just going to like tell you to just go and do rolling 72s. For those who don't know what that means, it's like you do a 72-hour fast, you refeed, then you do another 72-hour fast, you refeed, and you just keep going. That doesn't work for everyone. If you want to do that, go ahead and do it on your own. But what I find, and people that do these strict like, okay, rolling this, rolling that, they don't fit it into their lifestyle and they end up resenting fasting They'll fast for like a month or, or two rolling 72s or 48s, and then they burn out because they, uh, they're they not doing, they're not going to events. They're, you know, not doing this or that because they, they have to do these strict fasts. That doesn't work. Like first thing I do with my clients, like, okay, tell me your schedule. How do you, what do you do during the week? What's important to you? If having dinner with your husband or your wife is important to you and your kids, we're going to fit that in because if it fits in your schedule, you're going to be able to do it. And then same thing with like, listen to your body sometimes. And you know this very much, like when you have a lot of stress in your life, there's a lot going on. It is not a good time to fast because that cortisol is already high. When cortisol is high, that stress hormone increases your blood glucose and then you, you're craving foods and, and, and you're just not feeling good. You're not going to be able to get in ketosis as quickly. And it's just going to be too much of a stress in your body. So listening to your body, fitting into your schedule is how you can make it work for you. And it's individualized. I'm never going to be like, okay, here's a, here's a cookie cutter fasting approach. And I know you're the same way. You don't do that with your clients because everybody is individual and it's, and they should be treated like an individual. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So um, what I'm curious, cause I, I know we've talked about this before and I'm curious if you're willing to share some of your uh, mistakes, if I might say with fasting, yeah. I know like when you're in Bali and you've traveled, like, you know, sometimes, when you, you know, 
it can so be- i don't mind i don't mind sharing like i know we talked about this before and i'm yeah i'm fairly open about it now um because it's something that's been ongoing for for many years um <clears throat> so for me i i i smoked uh marijuana weed for a lot of years and i so what what was the initial question again? I know we're talking about this. Yeah, but... so some of the mistakes with fasting. Ah, like, okay. the, yeah. Ah. <laughs> so I, I mean, I wouldn't ever call. I, I'm I'm one of these people. I don't ever say that something was a mistake or a failure. It's kind of a lesson to me. I kind of mm-hmm. implement that part of it. So, okay. um, the 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 kind of experience, let's say, that we're talking about, uh, which I was talking to you recently about, is. When I was actually over in Bali, uh, yeah, I just so you just came back from Bali about a month ago or so, just for 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 context for anybody who's listening and watching. Um, I, about a month before I came back, I had to do a visa run, and um, I, I I'd done a visa run to Thailand, and in the past year or so, they legalized. What is it called weight. a visa run? Well, it's just it, it it's kind of just. It's not a visa run, but you need to fly somewhere, fly back, so that. Oh, I see. So you're yeah, not. I'll, I'll be more clear. So I had to oh. basically leave the country and come back in, so that my visa on arrival would kind of refresh. Oh, um, I already, I already kind of extended the visa, but you can only extend it once. Then I had to fly somewhere, then fly back. So, anyways, I chose uh, Thailand as the destination to do that, um, but I also, in uh, bearing in mind that I. I used to have a weed problem, basically. I smoked um, marijuana for for a lot of years, and probably for around eight years, maybe a little bit longer, I've tried to stop smoking off and on periods of time. Sometimes I get, sometimes I can last two weeks, sometimes it's a little bit longer. Um, last year was actually the longest that I'd done in a long time, which was over six months. And so in my mind, it's like... Um, I was going there. I knew there was going to be weed available. I also knew that I had a problem, but I also know that I like to smoke it also. But I'm also this person who who has a lot of discipline and has a lot of self-control. And and I truly believe that I can do anything that I want to do, including smoking weed. <laughs> when when it's smoking weed to, to kind of when I want to, not just when mm-hmm. when let's say the old ego takes over and just wants to smoke it all of the time. I wanted to be able to decide that no, I can take or leave that today. Mm-hmm. And so when, when this kind of opportunity came around to go to Thailand, it was like, okay, you can go enjoy yourself. I'm not going to, I'm not going to feel bad if I do it. I'm actually going to enjoy it. But it kind of took over a little bit in that week. Uh, it got a little bit too much. I fell heavily back into old ways of smoking, smoking a lot, like, a, like, every waking hour um i was waking up in the middle of the night and like let's say if i had a joint there before i went to sleep or something if it was there i would wake up i would smoke it and then i go straight back to sleep and uh yeah so that was it it was quite a testing time for me um and one of the things was was i was definitely ready not ready to be able to just try and have a little bit here and there, I've very much still got a bit of a problem with it. So it was kind of understanding that. But at the same time, what I did let slip and what I I didn't, even though I used to smoke weed before, 
my food is okay, my fasting's okay. I'm very quite disciplined in all of that. But when I went to Thailand and uh, I was smoking and then I wasn't fasting and the first two days I was actually sick and this kind of knocked me out of, out of kind of my routine, my mindset and everything. But anyways. You got I, like a cold, right? You had like a cold or something. I was, got, I, was, yeah. I, was, I was sick. Um, I believe I ate something wrong or I was ill on the way from getting to Bali to, mm. to Bangkok. You know, when you when you travel, you can just get sick. Yeah. Um and anyways, I I ended up just I was eating I wasn't fasting. I was eating things that I just wouldn't I, I wouldn't I don't usually eat, but I was just like, ah. And then I give myself an excuse. I'm on holiday, it's okay. And I was like, okay, do you know what it is? I'm gonna enjoy this week. I'm not gonna just smoke smoke and like um get inside my own head and like do my own head in and give myself a hard time for it. I thought I'm gonna enjoy this week. I know I'm going back to Bali next week where you can't get it. And in my mind, I was like, when I before I go back to Bali, I'm going to start a long fast, which was a three-day fast, which I'd done. And that really did help me just kind of had a big reset. Um, and when I got back to Bali and stuff, my the first, even the first year, the first 24 hours, my head was all over. I was just like a bit, a bit down and just not myself. I wasn't because obviously not training, eating bad foods and just all these things. And uh from that first year, the second year, and then the third year, the third year, I was just like, oh, I'm back. I just felt like I was just, I don't know. I felt like it was somebody else for a week. It, yeah. it, was, it, was, it was weird. I felt like it was somebody else for a week. And I was like, this is this is what I prefer. I, this is me. This is what I like to be like. And I know now that I'm not going to go and just give myself, give myself the opportunity to go and binge out for a week or something, you know, so... You know, it's, it's amazing when you know like how much when you're so clean in your body you know you're fasting you're training you're eating right how good your body feels and when you put junk and i'm not just saying like weed or whatever you know could be alcohol could be you know different foods fried food you know when you put the, that stuff in your body and you see the difference how bad you feel you i mean you realize like i don't want to feel like that ever again you know like uh, yes i can have a little bit here and there or or splurge and that kind of brings me to a topic on um you know like when people say you can um you know have a little bit here a little bit there for some people you can't like it's like <clears throat> like people that are addicted to like sweets sugar and they're like i just can't like i know there's a lot of like food freedom people and I, I get it like I'm all about food freedom if you can control it but some people cannot do sugar like when they start eating sugar it puts them in this you know in another level and they just can't stop eating it and to me I explain it you know a lot of times my clients I say like you know moderation you're not gonna cheat on your husband in moderation you're not gonna cheat on your girlfriend in moderation like when you know something is bad for you, you're not going to do it in moderation. If you do heroin in moderation, you know it's not good for you. So like I get the whole food freedom people out there. I get it. But some people can't moderate. Mm -hmm. For some people, they cannot like I like for some people, alcohol. If you're an alcoholic, you can't moderate alcohol. And 
same thing with certain foods like there you know like i have a client that her trigger and this is you know kind of crazy but i know a lot of people have that trigger peanut butter is her trigger like it's not a bad food but for her it is a trigger so there's no moderation like you know, yeah, you can just have a tablespoon. She can't. She will eat the whole jar. So <laughs> that kind of brings me another topic of like, you know, what are your thoughts on like, you know, you hear a lot of people with the whole food freedom and you should be able to feel good about eating whatever you want. And well, you know, I, I, I agree. And I also agree with what you're saying there. Um, this for me. Do people say there's no good food and there's no bad food? For me, I, if a food's making me feel bad, then I'm sorry, but it's bad. And if it's doing things, causing inflammation, if it's doing things to my body, that's making me, that's actually giving me disease, that's actually making yeah. me sick. And don't get me wrong when you have one thing here, one thing there. But if you if it's all of these little things built up over a lifetime, it can slowly make you sick. So I, I, am, I am about that and I believe that Yes, yes, I know in moderation. It's, it's a difficult one because moderation for me, moderation, how many times do I, have it? I go to a pizza shop? Well, I can have it in moderation. I don't have it once a week. I have it once a, once every six months or once every year or so. Mm-hmm. I came home and I had shared a pizza with my mother the other week. And I was like, uh, it's actually a really good pizza shop. It's called Harbour Pizza, by the way. But I was like, I'm not a Harbour Pizza in like, it must be at least nearly a year. That for me is my moderation, but it's 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 kind of a difficult one, and I think it's it depends on the person as well. And like you say, an, an alcoholic can't just have one little drink. Um, somebody like me and who who maybe has a problem with weed can't just have one little smoke. It's going to be more than one little smoke. Um, there there is that, but then there's also there's this deep strong feeling inside me that I can do anything that I want and like we just talked about that i'm in control and i want to be in control um and i truly believe that i can get to a point where i can have the weed in that cupboard Mm -hmm. and i don't have to even think about it and i don't have to have it every day and have it once a week or once every two weeks i truly believe i can get to that point but i know it's going to be hard and 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 same for other people for what point you're trying to get to it might be hard for you and sometimes it is just easier to say let's not do it at all let's not have it and and then and again and i can only speak from my experiences i can choose never to have it but there's certain things that i would that i would still like to have alcohol i used to drink a lot i used to drink four or five times a week i used to drink like quite a bit when i was younger um and if if one of the lads one of the guys said you want to go for a pint we try to kind of go for a pint you'd have two pints and before you know it, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. For, yeah. I'm out for the weekend or something like that. This was like ten years ago, or probably actually longer. Now I don't even have that same feeling again. Like if I if I I don't even have a pint. Like I don't go just for one pint or anything. But if I did, I could have that one pint, and I could literally just it wouldn't wouldn't bother me a little bit just to have one pint and leave it. Or I can actually sit there with the with the lads. They can all be drinking, and I can have a soda water, and it doesn't bother me anymore. So I've always went back to that in my head. Is like, well, no, you can't. You've done it with other things. You can do it with this. This might just be a bit harder, but 
Um, I don't think there's just a one size fits all approach. Really, it's it's not just um, yeah. it's not just or have a little bit or it's not just moderation or it's not just you can't have it. I think everybody's unique in their own unique yes. circumstances with whatever it is, whether it's sugar, whether it's peanut butter, whether it's heroin or whether whatever yeah. it is. And it really is individualized. I think, you know, yeah. for some people, yes, if you can have, you know, some peanut butter and then, or even eat a little bit too much and then you're done with it, that's fine, you know. But for for some people, they just, they know they can't, at least at the moment, there yeah. might be a time that they build up that strength, that mental strength when they're like, yeah, I can, you know, I've lost enough weight. I feel good about myself. Yeah, I know that I can have that or I can have that glass of wine and not feel guilty about it. But, you know, like for me, like for what alcohol, it wasn't like drinking two glasses of wine. It was cravings, like wanting, having cravings for like um, fried foods, salty foods. That's, that was the issue for me. And so I, you know, I decided, you know, for the time being, I just, I don't want to drink. It created so much, you know, issues for me, like, you know, gaining weight. Every time I drank over the weekend, you come back and you're like five pounds heavier. And you're like, what, you know, I did this, I did so good all week. And then on the weekend I had, you know, wine and then I ate pizza all weekend because I was craving carbs and it just wasn't worth it. So I think you have to figure out what, what it is for you individually uh, and decide, you know, do I want to just restrict this for, for the rest of your life? Like, for instance, like people that stop smoking cigarettes, you know, how come like somebody that the cigarette gives them so much pleasure, they can't stop smoking. But for another person, it creates so much pain. Like they literally would throw up. Like I couldn't smoke a cigarette. It would make me puke. Yeah. So it's also how you associate that pain, pleasure in your brain, in your brain with that particular item in your life. You know, if it creates enough pain for you, it it might be something that you're just like, I'm I'm done. I don't want to, you know, that peanut butter that always, you know, puts me in a binge mode. I mean, maybe that's enough pain that you just don't want to. It's just yeah. not worth it for you. I, so. And that's a good thing that you've just mentioned there, and it it, come, it comes from a. Who does it come from? I heard this from somebody um, before. It's like when you're trying to get rid of something or you're trying to not do something, assign pain to it. If, you, if you're if you trying to stop this, assign yeah. as much pain as possible to this. And then in stopping doing that, in not having that, I don't know why I'm yeah. holding up, but you, you um, assign pleasure to the other side of it. Mm -hmm. So what pleasure am I going to get out of not having that and i feel that that can be um a, a kind of a good way to try and yeah and, and same thing with like even like working out like a lot of people are like oh i hate working out i hate doing this well when you assign pleasure to going for a walk associated with something positive like listening to a podcast maybe this podcast or like another motivational podcast while you're walking and treating it as self-care, then maybe that pain of like, oh, I got to go work out, maybe you can flip it so you can use it in every area of your life, like dating. I mean, for a lot of people, dating is painful. You're like, oh, I got another date, right? Or like, oh, who's this going to be? But when you turn it around and you're like, 
well, you know what? I'm going to go and have fun. I'm going to go, you know, do, you know, different activities and just do fun things. You can turn it into a fun thing. It doesn't have to be a painful experience. It's you assign me everything in life we assign meaning to. And we have to remember that it is your specific meaning that you assign to particular things in life. But yeah. anyway, um, so another topic that I really, and we chatted this about this before, another topic that I really wanted to discuss with you that, you know, I've struggled with in the past, and I know a lot of people struggle with this also, and, and I know you have, I mean, I think everybody does, but that feeling of just being stuck or just being in that funk, you know, we all go through those stages of kind of getting in that funk and like, how do you like... Do you have any tips for people to help them get out of this funk? You know, that whether it's with weight loss or just work, career, just life in general. You know, we've yeah. all we all have those ups and downs. Like, do you have any tips for people out there to yeah. help them get through? I made a, a few notes on kind of how, how sometimes approaching it a little bit differently, and like I said, different circumstances and stuff. But for me, it's like. Um, I'm going to go through a few things. So um, the first thing is don't wait till, so if you, I don't know, let's say you're trying to fast or you've been fasting, but then you fell off the wagon or whatever, or you keep going on. Don't wait until Monday to start again. So let's do it today. Okay, I'm going to do this fast. And then it gets to this afternoon and I don't know, somebody comes in the office and you notice I just couldn't resist that cake. I've had it. Okay, I've done it now. I'm not going to wait until Monday. So that's another, what, four days or something, whatever it is, uh, five days. I understand that I've just done that. Tomorrow is a new day and tomorrow I'll start again. Tomorrow I'll start again. Um, and that that was, for me, was the first, this was years ago, many years ago, of getting into the fasting and trying to make it my lifestyle. And I was like, I'll just start again tomorrow. It wasn't Monday, whereas before it was like, oh, I'm just going to start again on Monday. And I spend the next four years just binging out. Um, routine is having a good routine. Um, it, having a good routine to to kind of get you in a good place in, or to get you to be doing the things that you want to be doing, it's probably one of the most important things that I, I could advise is to have a routine. And if you don't have one, you've got to create one. And that means creating a good morning routine. And trying to create a good evening routine can also help. Yes. Uh, the morning routine. And if it's hard to get in the morning routine, choose something choose something very simple to do. So uh like let's see if I'm I'll, I'll take you back to when I was practicing yoga and I was off the mat for a good amount of time and I want to get back into yoga, but the thought of doing an hour or an hour and a half is just like I don't want to do that. And so I put my yoga mat out in front of my bed on the night. When I wake up in the morning, I tell myself I'm doing five minutes. I do five minutes. Five minutes will turn into 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 15, before you know what you've it. If you're trying to get a thing, if you were trying to go to the gym, let's say, don't think about, oh, what am I going to train? I've got to do this. I've got to do that. I've got to do this. I need to be able to lift this. Get ready. Go and get yourself inside of the gym. That is the first thing. And even if you don't, you can't be bothered and you're tired, just go and do something very easy, something very easy. And it's the kind of getting you into that routine, getting you into doing something. 
And then once you start doing these things, once you create this little morning routine, um, it, it just gives once you're ticking these things off, it just gives you a sense of like accomplishment. It gives you a sense of, oh, I've done that, can do this. Having a good route, especially a morning routine, is just going to set you up for the rest of the day. It's going to set you up for success. If you don't, if you're just waking up on a morning and just think you're going to wing it, before you know it, <laughs> before you, you wake up and be like, I'm going to do this and do this, before you know, you sat your phone, you scroll this, that, and the other. It's went an hour and a half yet. You haven't gotten to the gym, you haven't gotten into your morning routine. And then it's just like, oh, it's just another day. Well, I'll start tomorrow. Routine is is up, up there with the, the, the probably the the, t- the top mm-hmm. level thing that I would see it have. Um, Can you share your morning routine? Like, do you have a particular routine that you do in the morning? Yeah, my morning routine is get up straight away. Like, don't be snoozing the alarm clocks. If you're a snoozer, put your phone over mm-hmm. in the corner. Well, you have to get up, yeah. <laughs> you have to get up. Um, just get up. And for me, it's simply um, I will do just like some movement, just shoulder rotations in and out and down. I do some squats. I'll sit in a yogic squat for, for a minute or two. And then I'll have a shower, uh, brush my teeth. Uh, and then I'll go and have some water. I have my water before my coffee. Hydrate before you caffeinate. Yes. And then and then I'll take the dog for a little walk. And then I go to the gym. And that, for me, is my morning routine. Back when I was in Bali, it looked a little bit different, but I had to set that morning routine. So back when I was in Bali, it was get up, do the movement, the shower and those sort of things. Then I go to the gym. I would do some breath work. Then I would do some journaling, which is very, which I only started doing this year, and it's like so good, by the way. Mm-hmm. Do some journaling, uh, and then before that, that's that's a couple of hours done in the morning, and I'm just in such a good place, such a good place mentally, like. And you can just decide to do better, you know. When you if you're having a negative morning, it's so easy to just have the rest of a negative day. So if you just set yeah. yourself up with a positive morning, it's so easy to have a positive rest of your day. Um, sometimes, um, sorry, um, I had another point that I did just want to touch on was is just to re- sometimes we do just need to allow it. So. If, if you're just feeling at a point where do you know what it is, I do need to have a couple of days where I'm not doing anything. Maybe I'm not speaking to anybody. I'm taking some time for myself. I'm going to watch some shit on telly. I'm going to eat some crap. Sometimes you do need to to allow it, but I also understand. I also have a conscious thought of that I'm not just doing this when I'm wanting to be lazy or whatever. It's like, no, nah, I've really feel like I need a couple of down days or something like that, you know? Um, but just be conscious of it. Don't let it turn into a habit. Don't just be like, oh, well, every week I'm having this. <laughs> like, I'm just going to, you know what I mean? Just be conscious of it. But also understand that you only hear, you, you're you just human and you do need to just sometimes switch off from everything and, and just allow it a little bit down, down time. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got a few other things as well, but I don't know if you want to, did you have another question to ask? No, no, those are really good points. Uh, Well, first of all, like, I love that you journal. Like, I love, like, seeing men journal. Like, I think journaling is so healing. It's so hard to get people to journal sometimes. I'm like, I promise you just, well, I don't know what to write. You just, just write, just write what's on your mind. Whatever, whatever it is, whether it's in the morning, write what you're going to do during the day, write a plan or, or whatever it is that you want to, yeah. you know, uh, you can write affirmations. I am enough. I am whatever it is. Like, um, I do need to get in a more 
regular habit of journaling because I'll do it like in the evening sometimes, but I want to start doing it like every morning because it just, it's like you, you're allowing those thoughts, you're putting them on the paper. There's something magical about that. Um, how, how did you get into journaling? Is that something you just picked up? So it was, <clears throat> again, when I went, to, so when I went to Bali, uh, just for context, guys, I went to, I spent three months in Bali and I've been home for just over a month. But when I went there, it was to actually focus on myself for self-development, to improve training, to just improve my knowledge on fasting and stuff, to make, just to better myself all around, really. And one of the things um, I wanted to do is is to start doing bits of journaling and start writing because I worked on a computer for so many years that one of the things I told myself was, I'm not good at writing. I don't, I can't write properly, so I didn't. And now I kind of try to switch that around. It's like, no, well, I'm going to do the things that are a little bit uncomfortable. But one of the main things was uh, I bought this, um, I bought another journal, which was, uh, it's called Project 369. Oh, yeah, uh, I know that. Yeah, that's a great, yes. And it, I just start, it's like kind of a journal book. So you re you're reading half of it and it explains a lot about universal laws and stuff and numbers and all these kind of things, affirmations and quite a spiritual book but um and then it's got parts where you journal so uh, again doing some affirmations writing who 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 do you who, who are you who do you want to become become what actions are you going to take to get there and all these kind of things and i mean i just made a commitment every day was i'm going to fill this out every day you could it said in the journal to do it morning afternoon and night but only do it as you feel and so I chose the mornings because it fit with me to, to to do it then. And I also have this as well. So this is one of my um my what I created from a business, what I give to clients. Fasting so one oh fasting one oh one. Oh, I love that. That's a yeah. nice big book. So okay. I I created these last year um for my one to one clients. And it's kind of a, a tracking log, but also there is space to write in there. I don't know if you can see that. Yeah. So explain. I I can't really see. Yeah, I love it. It it's got. And, and yeah. So it's it, it's. I'll I'll talk over it anyway. So um, I had that journal. And I had this one. I was like, okay, I'm getting my clients to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to be my own client, basically. And then it was just one of the things that I fit in. And when I started doing it after the first two days, I was like, actually, really enjoy getting my book out and writing these things and. It's it's some of it's where you can journal and talk about what you want to join, but it's like what did you eat today? So you list everything you eat, mm -hmm. uh, the hours that you fasted, your eating window, your hunger meter, so how hungry you were, uh, the sleeping time that you went to sleep and woke up, sleep, energy levels, mood, and that sort of thing. Then there's a thing for tracking, but there's also this uh, today's comments, and this is where I was getting into it. Is I kind of like, oh, I feel like this, and I'm trying, and and just basically thinking in my head like kind of just writing as i go i think and i don't think there's any which there's, there's no right or wrong way that you should be journaling i think i think just just start just pick up pick up a pen and paper and maybe just write some thoughts you could write a goal or it could just be what you've done how you feel or you know what i mean um and i i got into that when I was over and there, that's and a that is a great way too for someone that like doesn't really know how to journal, like picking up something like that, uh, and just having like a guided journaling book where you're like it asks you has the prompts like you know how did you feel today, what did you eat, 
what you fast and you and it brings you back to the day and you can kind of like look back and what you did you know like what you what did you do good today you know what is one thing that you know brought you joy like and yeah those are those are great so if anyone will link your um your journal as well is it on amazon do you sell it on it's amazon not, it's actually not for sale or anything at the minute oh, okay. i i got a bunch created um just for one-to-one -one clients gotcha. and it's something that i give them is to work with them um but one of the tasks is to to redo this um because i've got since doing it i've got more things that i want to add in it and for it to become a bit more journaly um but yeah um they're not sorry they're not for sale at the minute but maybe like later on this year once i've kind of getting to that point um yeah i hope i'd I look to have these published and I, I would also like to publish two books. One's a recipe book and one mm -hmm. would be just a book on fasting. Um, so yeah, but one step, one step at a time. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Yeah. definitely. You're going to have to let us know when that comes out. I will, I will I... do. And obviously yeah. this podcast is going to be up for, for, for forever now so maybe later on down the line there will be a link uh just yes. down below to be able to buy this yeah that's awesome love it um so what else what are what other tips do you have for you know people that are you know just kind of feel in that funk feeling stuck i love the tips that you've given so far that morning routine it's crucial uh and you don't just do that when you feel good it's something you create every morning and you do it and like you said it doesn't have to be a lot it could be just five minutes out of your day it could be five minutes writing three things you're grateful for it yeah. whatever it is specific you can start with something small you don't have to like you know my morning routine now it's like longer it's probably 30 minutes sometimes an hour if i have more time because i mean like i love it it sets my day for success um my evening routine is not as good you know, sometimes I'm like, oh, but on my phone and then oh, I got to go to bed. So I want to create more of a like, you know, get off the phone an hour before. And because that's important, too. The longer you're on that phone scrolling to social media, looking at stuff, the more your brain will be awake. And then it's going to be hard for you to fall asleep or if you're watching TV super late at night. Um, but, you know. Yes, I also agree. Sometimes you just need those days to just, just, you know, I had a day like that last week and I was just in a funk. I was like, I don't want to do anything. I don't want to go work out. And I literally just laid on the couch and watched TV. But I told myself that day, I made a contract myself. I'm giving myself permission to do that today. Tomorrow, I'm getting up, going for a walk. I'm getting yeah. out of the funk. I'm okay sitting in this dirty diaper for today. I call it the dirty diaper. <laughs> but tomorrow that diaper's got to come off and you, you're going. You don't want to get in this like mode of like, okay, I feel bad. I'm going to give my permission to just do nothing. Next thing you know, it's like a week later and you're still <laughs> in this funk. So, you know, there is like a balance with that as well. There, there, there is absolutely. Um, definitely got to be conscious of that. Uh, and I've literally like worn it here. Like this is this is the same thing. I'll allow it, but I know that it's not. This isn't. This isn't happening all the time. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Um, I got so I got I got a few a few more points, and I'll try and touch on them a bit more quicker. Um, so the first one is um my why. So remember the reason why you're doing what you're trying to do. 
if you find yourself in a in a funk, you know, stuck in a rut or something like that, take yourself back to the reason why you started or the reason why you're doing what it is you're doing to make yourself feel better. Uh, and I know my why and all my reason, and I know that, like I talked about earlier, that I made a decision a long time ago to to make this my lifestyle. So I knew this was going to last for the rest of my life. Uh, so I know that, like, even if I have a little <laughs> a little dip in the road, let's say, I know I'm getting straight back on it because I already made that decision all those years ago to do this, and I'm 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 by my word, I'm I'm doing this. I told myself I'd do it. I'll do it. So just remembering your why, um, have a rule. You could have a set of rule for yourself. So for me, mine could, before it was like, um, if I find it, and it could be if you're on holiday uh, or wherever, um, let's say you have three days. Like uh, in my mind, it's like two or three days. If I haven't fasted that day or if I have a day off, if, let's say you have a day off on the Saturday, but it ends up falling into the Sunday because of whatever, um, there's an event or something. Monday, okay, right, three days, I'm doing a full day fast. So I'll do a full day fast and then I have one meal, which is OM, like the OMAD. And that for me just, again, just helps us just a little reset. And it's like, because that one day can be two days, three days. Three days turns into five days. Five days turns into a week. Mm-hmm. The week turns into two weeks. And before you know it, yep. you're completely just you're doing <laughs> Completely changed. The, the next thing you know, it's like a year later, and I'm 50 pounds heavier. And you're like, what happened? <laughs> <You know? Yeah. laughs> so, so have a rule in place. And even if you don't, like, honestly, you're going to have to bring in some discipline here as well. And this is the next part of the next point is discipline. You just, you can't let it, you just got it. There's got to be, you got to draw the line somewhere. And that's the way I look at it. Got to draw the line somewhere. I don't want to let this turn into to something else. And so for three days, I will do a full day of fasting, which will be, again, it'll be probably 22, 23 hours, and then I'll have one meal. And then that just, it kind of brings in that, I've given myself discipline again. I've done it. So I'm like, okay, I've just done it. Tomorrow, I know I can get back to doing it how I normally do it. Um, If I find that, and this did happen recently as well, when I came back from Bali, and I did I fell into a bit of a rut and I went through all of this here in my mind and I went round in a circle probably twice um, and I wasn't expecting this to be totally honest with you um, but um, I felt like I was going around in a circle so again I brought discipline into it and I said do you know what it is I'm going to have to do a longer fast so what I will actually do is just suck it up and say you're doing a two or three day fast same as when I left I left Thailand I was like you're just doing this three day fast I know how good you're going to feel after it. I've done those three days and I've, honestly, I just felt like I'd do anything again. So sometimes <laughs> you might not want to do it, just sometimes have a bit of discipline and know that, okay, maybe after just doing a bit of discipline, doing the hard stuff for a day or two, then it just becomes easy again. It becomes easy again. Mm-hmm. Um, the last one in, the last one I've got here is um, environment. A changing environment and that could be where you are it could be the people that you're surrounding yourself with if you're trying to if you're trying to live a healthy lifestyle you're trying to get in the gym and stuff but you're still going down to the pub on a thursday night on a friday night and on a sun, saturday and sunday afternoon and you're around an environment where people are drinking and people are doing this it's going to be so hard for you to kind of to make those changes um 
so a change in environment that can that can be a good thing, but again, it can also be a bad thing as well. So sometimes, then, change in environment changes up the routine, changes up the lifestyle, and before you know, it, you can just be doing whatever it is. But sometimes, I do find that environment, certainly for me, with a weed situation, was my environment in Bali. Can't <laughs> there's no weed. There's, yes. I'm surrounded by coaches people in the health and wellness and all this stuff so the environment for me just made it very easy mm-hmm. um you're not gonna it's gonna be hard to have a uh live a healthy lifestyle if you're in the if you let's say if you're working in a pub it's, mm-hmm. it's a bit harder whereas yeah. if you work in a gym maybe it's a bit more easier for you so sometimes environment a change in environment and like i say that can be um places or people or both so mm-hmm. you could have a change in environment to, to just help you know um and i think that's it yeah i think that's it in, in terms of like how to how i try and get myself out of out of a rut those are great points uh and you know for you like moving from coming back from bali back to uk i mean that's a huge change you you coming from being around all these health nuts calisthenics like you know beautiful weather to to going back to um uk I don't know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, and you're probably you're, you're not surrounded, you know, as much by what you were surrounded in Bali, you know, maybe more rain, more, less sun and, you know, all those things. I mean, change, change is hard, even if it's just, you know, moving from place to place or, um, so sometimes you just have to give yourself a little grace and just, just let it be. And it's just trust that it, you're going to be fine and don't just, let it just throw you down and not not help you get up so uh, i love those are those are really great points i love thank you for sharing that um we were discussing a little bit about your uh your fasting one 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 do you you have an app right you have a fasting yeah. app can you talk a little bit about that yeah absolutely so uh fasting 101 is uh is my app it's my business um and I started this, I was creating this all of last year. Um, and the, how it came about is I was, I've only been coaching people for, for just over a year now. I uh, haven't done a whole lot of it. Um, and when I did start to coach people, I was actually, when I first started coaching people, it was merely just helping them, answering questions, giving them bits of advice, um, just talking to people, really, friends and family. And then I started to take on a couple of, paying clients and then after that i was just like i've been i've actually been searching for my calling for a long for quite some time trying different businesses alongside work when i had that first paid client customer i was just like wow i've been able to provide fasting and like just information and talk about something that i love talking about and i've just helped somebody and i got paid for it that for me i was just like i need that this is what i'm supposed to be doing and then I was like, well, I need to publish all of this information. So all the information I'm giving to people, all of the content. And then I was like thinking, I was like, well, people need to eat. So the other side of fasting is the food. People do need to eat. And I love to cook. I absolutely love to cook. And then I just, I, I'm, when I get an idea, I kind of go with it. And I just said, you know what it is? I'm going to create an app. And I had the name of Fasting 101. And I was like, okay, 
maybe it's going to be a hundred I'm going to create a 101 day program. So fasting 101 is a 101 day food and fasting program. Um, throughout the program, you, so you'll start with a very easy method of a 12 hour fast by day 101. You'd be fasting from anywhere from 20 to 24 hours. Throughout the fast, you, sorry, throughout the course, the 101 days, you learn a little bit about fa- more about fasting each week. So it's broken down week by week. So week one, you'll get a learning section where you'll learn a couple of different methods about fasting, some benefits, some of the science. And then week two, you'll learn a little bit more and a little bit more as you go down. And then as you kind of change the methods up, so let's say we're doing 12 and 16 hour fasts here. As you get further down the course, let's say weeks 10 and 11, where you you yeah weeks sorry weeks five to six and then uh, eleven to fifteen where you start implement the twenty the eighteen and the twenty so you'll learn about those bits throughout but you also get uh, shopping lists so there's a food plan as well you get shopping lists you get a week's worth of uh, meals and recipes and videos to be able to cook those meals. Uh, and then there's various options of where you can track on the app. Um, so you can track all these different things that I talked about in my journal. Uh, body like your fasting time and like your weight, yeah. stuff like that too. All those kind of things. So the, the initial first part of Fasting 101 is a 101-day food and fasting program to basically take somebody who's never done fasting before in their life, somebody who's very beginner, takes them from, from very novice to kind of an intermediate level that you'll know all about or everything you need to know about intermittent fasting that you need to know to be able to continue this on into your lifestyle as well and this is another thing that i said it's this is not it's not a it's not a um, diet plan it's not a get my app and get the diet plan it's a lifestyle what i'm trying to just teach is a lifestyle and it's it's just um my food i don't uh, I, I don't eat processed foods. I cook from scratch. Um, so yeah, it's just, it's everything that I know about in fasting and kind of what I do in terms of how I eat and stuff all in one app. Um, to take so a- is it like a self-paced, uh, app? Like you said, that's different from your one-on-one coaching, right? So the, so the app is, uh, the one-on-one. So I use the app alongside my coaching. So we'll use the app as kind of a base point to go on. So they've got the meals, they've got the food, we've got all the information about fasting. But my one-to-one service is um, I work with them every day. I speak to them every day. I check in with them every day. They fill out this journal every day and they send me, send a picture of this over on a WhatsApp group between me and the client and also pictures of their food so I can understand how much food they're eating. And um, i if we need to custom change the plan, we will. Um, again, I fit fit it to fit their lifestyle. And so we'll kind of, this is a base to go off, see how this works. But if it's not working, let I need them, I'll know where it's not working because I can see and yeah. I know by the feedback. And it's just, again, by how to fit it into their lifestyle, uh, accountability, and and just being there to 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 kind of just be there anytime support them yeah absolutely uh-huh. um, because especially when you're new to fasting I mean, there's so many I I remember like I had so many questions like and I had to Google and search and you you don't always find 
you know, legit information out there. So like knowing someone that has done it for 12 years and understands not just like just the fasting, but the, um, the process behind it and how to do it safely, because some people do it quite unsafely and, uh, it, it can, you know, have the negative effect on your body if you're not doing it the right way, you're not refeeding the right way, and you putting in junk every time you refeed, that can actually spiral you into more of a binging. And I've uh-huh. seen that. I'm sure you see this too a lot, you know, the the fast hard, binge hard. Like that's like one of the most common things that I've seen. And and like I I used to do that myself actually till I've got a hold of, you know, my mindset and the the reason behind like why why am I doing this? What is the deeper meaning behind this this way of eating, living? This is not a temporary diet. And a lot of people use it as a quick fix to lose weight and oftentimes it doesn't you know, it works initially but it doesn't in the long run. Uh-huh. And this is this is the thing and this is why I teach it as a lifestyle. Uh, and not just a quick fix is because mm-hmm. and and again it is a mistake that people make with it because you don't just go into the gym and start picking up the 50 kilo dumbbells do you and start training <laughs> you work through it and- you don't what i do <laughs> i take the 100 ones so like boom <laughs> you know what i mean so yes. like when you first join the gym you don't just go start running mm tons of miles or lifting loads you start somewhere and you kind of otherwise if you're going to the gym and you based yourself all week for the first week you know after that week you're going to be like don't want to do that again you mm. give it a bad name and i think people who implement fasting into their life and they don't do it properly they give it a bad name because they'll mm-hmm. say oh well i tried that fast and i've done this this and this and it doesn't work and it's like well hold on a second how did you try it how doesn't it work and it's like well this is and i'm like well I'll I'll prompt them with a few questions, and I'm like, oh, well, did you do this? Did you understand? Oh well, I'm like, see, if you just understand that it is kind of a process, and just because I'm talking about that I've done a two day fast or a three day fast doesn't mean to say that I'm saying the same for you. Um, I think, and this is a thing, like this is something I talk a lot of the time when I'm in the sauna to people. This is where I have conversations about it. Um, mostly because yeah. I, half the time I don't initiate it, somebody will walk in and they'll say, Jason, what have you had to eat today? Or how many hours have you fasted today? And then I'll just start talking about it and talking about it. But, um, sorry, I just completely lost myself there. I don't know. Sauna talks about fasting and how people, yeah. oh, yeah. And, yeah. and so, so I, I'll be saying, like, oh, I've just finished a two day fast or a three day fast, and people's like, Oh, I could never do that. I could never fast. I could never like I love food this much, and and I, I've got to. Do, and I'm like, hold on a second. I'm like, I've been doing this. Hold on. I didn't. I didn't once say for anybody to go and start doing two day fast or even twenty four hour fast. I don't tell people to do that. See, look, it took me a lot of years to get to where I am. And when I first started, I was doing sixteen eight mm-hmm. for about four years before I moved on to anything else. And I like. Just because I do it and I'm explaining this doesn't mean you do it. I say, like, look, I've been training. I've been practicing this for a lot of years, and this is how it's easy for me to do it. And it's just a process like anything. And and I understand that now. I'm I'm not a person who just expects the expects it straight away. And so I won't just be like, 
like I don't tell people just go and do a two or three year fast or, or go and jump in it because I, in my mind I know that's going to be hard for them they've never done it before and yes. then the next time it comes to wanting to do it they're going to have a bit of resistance to wanting to do that mm-hmm. now if you can get somebody who's get them into it comfortably doing 16 to 20 hours they're doing that no problem and they've managed to do that consistently for, for a couple of months now okay now you know that you're okay with that and you've implemented that that's become your lifestyle maybe you might want to push it once a week or once every couple of weeks or even once a month yeah. where you, you want to push it past the 24-hour mark because that's kind of the next step which i'm, I'm sure you're aware of is like it's good doing all that and stuff, but for me, the actually stronger mindset comes in is getting past that initial 24-hour mark, went to bed, I've woke up mm-hmm. the next day, and I'm now around 36 hours, and I'm like, I've done it. And now all I've got to do now is doing, I've just got to go till this evening, and I've done another, I've done 48 hours. Um, but yeah, I would certainly, I, this is why I kind of started with a very easy method, and even just taking them, still to 20 to 24 hours by the end of it so that they could take in all of that they could implement it into their life they could make it their lifestyle and then when they're ready yes when you're ready maybe you do want to try and push it a little bit more yeah fasting is a muscle it's just like you you met you made the analogy with going to the gym and grabbing a 50 pound dumbbell like you can't do that you know what i mean or you if you do if you can even lift it you're gonna be sore and feel like crap the next day so you know start off with 10 pounds or 15 pounds same thing with fasting you just start off slow because it is that mindset you got to get over that hump in your mind because your mind is going to resist it and you know like your sauna friend said oh no man i couldn't do it i love food too much like we don't love food we love food too it's like i always love oh no i love food too much i'm like because i don't like of course i love food too but i'm doing it for deeper reasons you know there there's a deeper why behind it you know it's a longevity you know every every spring summer winter fall i fast i do a three to five day fast that's like my reset before each season and that's like that's something that i do and you know most people won't understand it but i do it for the health the anti-cancer all the benefits you know i don't want cancer cells everybody has cancer cells supposedly in your body i don't want them to grow i want to prevent the growth before it starts uh so you know there again what is your why behind it so great great points so where can people find you and your app? Is the app a subscription? Is it only yeah. for one-on-one clients or can someone that's no, not no, a I, client uh, subscribe? So I, I made this for anybody I wanted to just, okay. so my mission is to, it was to help um, over a billion people with food and fasting. Now it's an infinite number. <laughs> so yes. I created this to put on the app stores. I created it for everybody. Um, so you just go onto your app store, whether it's the, the Google Play Store for Android or for the, um, the Apple, I, iTunes, Apple, Apple iTunes, uh, or that Apple App Store, whatever, it's, whatever it's called these days. Yes. Uh, find it on there. Um, you can find me on Instagram as the fasting coach with underscores in between. Um, there's also a link to my website, my bio, which is, it's just fasting101.app. Um, but yeah, it's, it's £2.99 pence subscription. Uh, no kind, you're not locked in or anything. So you What can, is it, £2.99? £2.99, £2. so it's around $2.99. Yeah, that's super cheap, yeah. 
That's great. Um, and it's you're not tied into anything. You can download it and then cancel it the next month. So it's yeah. And uh, I also just updated my coaching service as well on my website, uh, fasting101.app. Uh, so you can head over there if you'd like to check them out. And if you've got any questions, comments, suggestions, or, or you just want to connect with me, uh, the Fasting Coach on Instagram, um, yeah, I'd love to connect with any of you guys. Awesome. I will link all the info um, in the description, uh, your Instagram, and then from the Instagram, you can, you is it the easiest way to message you on Instagram? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm quite active on Instagram. It's the, okay. the best way awesome. to kind of. Yeah. So before we go, like this is the question I asked to all my guests. I love this question. And the question is, what are, what are three things you wish you had known sooner? about you know anything in your life relationships health fasting life success whatever it is <laughs> three things um uh one of the things and it's not fast it's expectations a lot of the times uh we expect the same of people as what we expect ourselves but we've got to understand that other people aren't us and you're not always going to get the risk. You're not always going to get what you would give mm. if you were on the other side, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. you yes. Just because you would do that in that situation doesn't mean that other person, you shouldn't judge them for it. So there's one, two, um, I wish I didn't say that. You don't have to eat five meals a day to keep your metabolism going. <laughs> Good one, yes. <laughs> I wish I knew that in my 20s. I wish, yes. You don't have uh, to eat five meals a day to keep your metabolism going. <laughs> Fasting short-term does not drop your metabolism. It does not kill your metabolism like a lot of people out there believe. Yes. Um, and the third one, I think... The third one, which uh, it goes back to the calisthenics stuff, is that uh, does it? <laughs> I'm just thinking. It's like, is I wish I knew. Or I wish I, I wish I try. I, I, body weight is uh, body weight exercises are a lot more difficult than you think. Mm -hmm. And if you're thinking of getting into some sort of fitness, uh, maybe try body weight first or calisthenics. I think, uh, yeah. Because I, I, I've done gym for a lot of years and I used to think lifting heavy weights was hard. Yes. Go and try to do some of this. Yes. Or you can also check out my other page, which is Calisthenics Genetics, which is on my Is family. that what your t-shirt is? Kali G? Kali G, yeah. Calisthenic so, Genetics. Yeah. So Kali G relates to Calisthenics Genetics, um, which so is speaking my... Speaking of calisthenics, for those who don't know, like, so it's body weight. Like, I've seen you do some crazy stuff. Like, I mean, <laughs> even like headstand push-ups and stuff like that i mean like though it's so hard of course you don't have to do that kind of extreme but like explain a little bit about like what are calisthenics for those who don't know so calisthenics uh it's a great word and it, it means strength and beauty or beauty and strength and it's basically just it, body weight so it could just be pull-ups push-ups dips squats but then there's other aspects to calisthenics, whereas you've got static movements, which are it's a static hold, sorry, which is like handstand, yeah. lever, planche, 
kind of the, these things that you take we take from kind of gymnastics. Uh, then you've got dynamic uh, calisthenics, where they kind of like they incorporating some of the static stuff, but they they flipping around bars and doing all kind of crazy stuff where it's very very dynamic. And then you've got uh, another aspect of calisthenics, which is uh, flow. Flow, if I'm pronouncing that right. What is, what is it? What is it? Flow. F-L-O-W, flow. Oh, flow, flow, okay. Yep. And it's kind of like where they've got like three parallel bars and they'll just do all kinds of stuff, just spin it, like literally spinning around on the bars, going around them and doing all sorts of stuff. So there's various different aspects to calisthenics, but it's, it's just body weight really and it's it's mm. beauty and strength and um, a lot of core strength too like utilizing lots, all yeah. core muscles like yeah, yeah. lots lots of core yeah, yeah. Lots and of core stretching strength. does it i mean involve stretching it as well or? yes so i would say so, so any it's, so i even class um i practice ashtanga yoga as well mm -hmm. i class that as calisthenics because it's it, it, there's there's a lot of stretching and there's mobility there's all kinds of things but it's all it's all like it's all part of the same thing for me. So the the stretching, the mobility and everything is still part of the calisthenics because I need to be able to do that stuff to be able to do this stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't kind of say one is one and one is the other. Overall, for me, it's just it's the calisthenics. It's the way I train. It's it's years of my body weight, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. Not to get off the subject, really, but um, since you brought up this, third point of calisthenics do you believe that calisthenics and like you know yoga stretching do you believe that that's something that's a, also a big key in like longevity you know keeping your body yeah. mobile mobile and Absolutely. Um, flexible i know we talked to joseph your friend joseph uh D david joseph uh -huh. um, was it joseph he's david oh my gosh david he's joseph <laughs> yeah he's, he's yeah. massive massive on mobility and yeah. It's 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 longevity at the end of the day is like like we said earlier longevity we want to live a long life but we still yeah. want to be functioning we still want to be yes. flexible moving yes joints yeah yeah um so yeah that is that is that is um that is also it's it's part of it you know um completely I'm, I'm i'm just lost myself a little bit there, so. <laughs> <laughs> you got it you got it no it i i do think you know because longevity i do think that that's a big part of in, incorporating it with the fasting whole foods flexibility like keeping your body mobile your joints and mm -hmm. and you know preventing injury because you know back in the bodybuilding days we're like hammering up like squat you know like doing certain things that actually shorten your muscle make you less flexible i mean you see a typical bodybuilder they can't even put their arms behind their their back because they're so inflexible and i mean you're you look ripped you know you think that you're somebody that is lifting a lot but you're you have a really lean flexible physique you know and i've seen your abs too you can you guys can see <laughs> his abs on his account but uh yeah i love it i love it well, Jason, thank you so much. It's been amazing chatting with you. I I know that uh, people listening to this will get a lot out of it. I love seeing, you know, young people like yourself doing fasting for other reasons that ju than just weight loss, you know, reasons beyond the weight loss and longevity, health, and all those amazing benefits that 
um, we can gain from fasting without giving it the bad name, like, you know, yeah. starvation or whatever. Uh, so I appreciate you coming on. Uh, enjoy chatting with you and uh, we'll have to do that again soon. I will, I will link everything in the, in the description and uh, you guys can message him if you have any questions on Instagram. Definitely follow him on Instagram. And uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much, Monica. Thank you, Jason. Hey. If you are ready to lose that toxic weight and transform your mind so that weight never comes back, I want to invite you to join my Mind Body Boss Mentorship Program where I use my proven formula to teach you how to achieve that. So you just click on the link in the description to learn more. See you on the inside.